Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here, so here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the house of mystery to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Is there a series that features dinosaurs with feathers? Please tell me yes. Not as many as I want there to be. Editor and so is Steven here. I just got finished up chaining up the basement. There's a bunch of stuff in there that's real creepy, and they, they keep telling me to come down. So I chained it up, and <laughs> I'm not going down there. There, I know of one. What's that? Uh, manly guys doing manly things, the webcomic. Fucking gorgeous. God. Okay. So real quick, we are going to talk about manly guys. That's the very first one we'll talk about. But for reference and those doubt, it is pretty much proven that dinosaurs had feathers, or at least some, mostly the sauropods, I think it is. Raptors, T-Rexes, stuff like that. Like, a, a Triceratops, probably not. On well, average, they had a lot more feathers than we're thinking a of. A lot more feathers. Also, they were not shrink-wrapped like the way that we think of them now, which means when you look at, like, how Jurassic Park did... There's no fat on them bones. They yes. are skin. And it looks bones. baller, don't get me wrong. It's essentially, it's... like, the analog of, basically professional bodybuilders there's no but like an anorexic professional bodybuilder because they still have like more muscle tone than they're getting to it's like you know look at a triceratops not a triceratops look at a a a rhino skull or an elephant skull and compare it to what an elephant looks like like it's so or have you seen the the terrifying thing that is a shrink-wrapped rabbit Ooh, yeah that's a fucking a nightmare. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Uh, it, it, it's in the same way that they thought that uh, elephants and mammoth bones were cyclopses, because they kind of look like humans with one eye. But anyways, manly guys doing manly things. I had forgotten about this one, so I'm so glad that you had remembered. Um, yeah, I thought we talked about it earlier at work, and then it was the only thing I could come up with, and they're super fucking cute in it. It is by creator Kelly Turnbull, who has worked on several cartoons. It's not going anymore, but it's absolutely Absolutely worth reading. The website is thepunchlineismachismo.com, and the storyline is the commander, who's a generic former space marine time traveler, kind of any like tough guy from an action sci-fi movie in the 90s, runs a temp service for action heroes. But as we learn more and more of the stuff through time, we meet his other family members, his brothers and sisters, who all have time travel stuff, so one of them raises velociraptors like we raise chickens, because velociraptors are actually, like, basically chicken-sized. Yeah, like... Because that was one of the things they got wrong in Jurassic Park. The ones that we see in Jurassic Park are, Utah raptors! Or Dionychus, which are different, too, but... Mm I was going to say, like, small end of Utah Raptor, big end of Dinonychus. They they kind of made something up and then found a couple things and went, hey, that was basically it. (laughs) (laughs) But just because it's funny, uh, I think it's Kelly Turnbull who actually did this, did show chickens. I don't remember if she did show chickens herself or just loved them. She was also into, like, 
a weird pigeon romance game. It was some Japanese oh, game. Oh, was... dude. I, what is that game called? I've always wanted to play Pitiful this. Boyfriend. Yes, that's it. It is so weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> in a, the best possible way. It's a Japanese romance game, which is a whole genre of games, but it's about pigeons. It, I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's also post-apocalyptic. Oh, that's even better. I forgot but this it's game not existed. Out, it's not like outright post-apocalyptic. It's kind of like early it's like the adventures, adventure time, a post-apocalyptic level of like... There's hints, but it's There's hints, a, but it's never important for you to know. I forgot about this game until literally that sentence started. But, uh, so, but <laughs> so anyways, the, the running joke of this is they're, tr- you know, velociraptors, but they're also true, like, show chickens, so they're extra fat, and they've got very, like, clean feathers, and they're dyed different colors. Yes. And at one point, they make fun of the Jurassic World scene of him riding through the forest with the raptors running and him on the big motorcycle by having this huge dude on, like, a tiny little, like, mini, mini bike like you have little for mm-hmm. kids and like the stupid fat pink raptors like running next to him god i miss manly guys doing manly things it kind of petered out but whatever it's yeah a i think comic. they they moved on to another project of some they sort they were having trouble thinking of stuff to do and the fan base got fucking weird because they made fun of a lot of like quote unquote alpha male characters but i was looking for other things as well because this is ridiculously uncommon and to the point that in jurassic world they were like oh, people aren't ready. We need to stick to, like, how we depicted dinosaurs before, ignoring the fact that... I really hope they said people aren't ready. Because no, literally, I looked it up. That was a quote. No, um, They can't handle dinosaurs on the, uh, or the, these feathers Dude, on these dinosaurs. if you want to see people fucking weird, talk about how dinosaurs don't look like how we thought they did when we were kids. Oh, yeah. No, I get it, but it's funny as all get out to me. I'm actually going to, like, in... Because it, you get so much more detail when you get into the book, obviously. In the book, Jurassic Park, Crichton makes sure that the characters point out, they're like, this is not how they look. We're, like, we don't sell tickets if we make it how they look because people don't know what they're going to get. We have to conform to what they think they're going to get to draw them in. What kills me, though, is in the Jurassic Park movie, they were as close as possible. They updated mm-hmm. what dinosaurs looked like for people to the quote-unquote modern day. The modern day of when it came out, what, 92? Something like that. Early 90s. Early 90s. Um, Because before that, the general uh, vision of dinosaurs in, in the public eye was fucking tail-dragging, big, slow, stupid monsters. Mm-hmm. Which is wild, because actually in the early, early 20th century, we knew they weren't like that. But everyone went, that can't be right, and like changed it to big, slow, stupid monsters. So like they changed the science, because they thought it was wrong, and all the scientists were like, but... But we know no. it's not. Anyways, literally, they're like, people aren't ready for feathered dinosaurs, which, God, fuck off wanking motion. But um, apparently in the last one, they finally introduced a couple feathered dinosaurs. I have not seen Jurassic World Dominion. I haven't yet either. None of us have, so nah. I don't fucking know. I did look for other stuff. There is a second time, second episode in a row we're going to mention them, a Grant Morrison comic book. Not one that I've ever heard them talk about other than their original interview of, like, it's coming out. So this was a, they paid me so I made it. Dinosaurs versus aliens. That is everything it promises to be from what I understand. It's just... Like xenomorph aliens? No. Oh. Just aliens invade earth and dinosaurs fight them off and grant morrison made the dinosaurs a little more like tribal capable that's actually pretty bitchin yeah i thought it sounded cool and it's never been talked about so i just don't know if it was bad or just one of those that didn't i don't think morrison cared about it too much i know it was 
it came out not long after the dinosaur versus uh, alien versus cowboys Cowboy oh, versus right. aliens movie. So they were straight up just like, all right, how do we tap into this? What do people like other than cowboys? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Let's pay the weird Scotsman to do this. Let's see. We looked up because my wife is such a big dinosaur fan. And side note, I live on a property with 45 peacocks. If you ever need proof that dinosaurs didn't die and they're just birds, watch a peacock. They're fucking terrifying dinosaur hunters. They, I watched a herd of them hunt. And it's the scene from Jurassic Park, but a lot gayer because they're more colorful. <laughs> Tiny. Um, but my uh, my wife is a huge fan of a YouTube guy named... Hold on, I just had this. Dead Sound? He is a, I think, Scottish animator who does a bunch of dinosaur-related stuff using, like, ac- for the most part, doing accurate dinosaur information. But he is also doing a show that I had you guys watch the trail of before this called Soria, which is dinosaur low fantasy Conan the Barbarian shit but like with dinosaur people it's it looks rad the Mm -hmm. pacing's a little weird but it's also one dude alone on his computer doing the whole thing so like this is not a professional level publication but the animation quality is like the animation is fucking gorgeous and then the last one I have is um prehistoric planet which I don't know if either of you ever seen but if I'm assuming you've at least seen planet earth or planet earth 2 nah well you're fucking missing out buddy I'm I'm not allowed to (laughs) The, but they're they're David Attenborough animal documentaries. You know we keep him He's... away from seeing that. It gives him hope. <laughs> that and David Attenborough and I are currently feuding. Go on YouTube and look up David Attenborough hates toads. It's a guy who made a fake video. Uh, like it, it's a uh, a prompt for like a whose lines is anyway style show, and it's David Attenborough hates toads, and it's a guy in his David Attenborough voice just insulting toads for like a minute <laughs> and a half. Um, but anyways, you know they've done Planet Earth, Planet Earth Two, Blue Planet, Blue Planet Two. Uh, Green Planet, which is all about plants and CC loved, and I admittedly got kind of bored, but it is fascinating. They did Prehistoric Planet, which is kind of like, do you guys remember walking with dinosaurs back yeah. in the early 2000s? Only as much as you've told me about it. Okay. Uh, using CGI to do a, a dinosaur documentary, doing the information of what they had at the time. They actually were pretty good, other than the fact that they made a mosasaur like 10 times bigger than it actually was. Anything like the TV show Dinosaurs? No. Not the mama. Um, anything like that movie, Land, that Land Before Time? traumatized me as a kid. Land Before Time? Anything like that? No. Then I've tapped out of all my dinosaur references. Okay. See, I was way into dinosaurs as a kid, so it kind of has followed along. But Prehistoric Planet is it's an animal documentary that came out in 2022 and 2023 because they've done I think two seasons that is the most up-to-date accurate information that they have on how dinosaurs looked and lived that we have to this day with top-notch special effects it looks so good and they do feathered dinosaurs because fuck off they existed and they don't shrink wrap them and for the first time and I didn't realize I had never done this before until I watched this I understood dinosaurs as like a real thing Like, obviously, I'm not like, oh, dinosaurs are fake or whatever. But, like, you know dinosaurs existed as a, kind of as a concept. Yeah, you've contextually, this allows you to, like, oh, no, no, wait, that, that's a, like a, that's like a full-on real thing. You move. Like, I'm a real thing. Yes. You move in a way that looks like how animals move. You exist in a way that, like, feels like how 
real creatures exist. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm looking right now, and I realize I have seen some screenshots and stuff from it. It's on Apple. Okay. So it's absolutely worth watching. And the, I think the episodes are only like half hour, 45 minutes long. So if you want feathered dinosaurs, for the most part mm. in fiction, you're still largely shit out of luck. There's a couple of smaller scale things that <laughs> we do We just it. can't handle it. Uh, people get real mad. But go watch Prehistoric Planet because the David Attenborough animal documentary is always worth your time. Uh, quick question for both of y'all. What's your favorite dinosaur? Allosaurus. They're like T-Rexes, but a little smaller and faster and meaner. And also they were heavy in around Montana and so I learned about them as a kid and be I was such a fucking hipster everyone's like T-Rex and I'm like Allosaurus they're like T-Rex but cooler yeah and we mentioned mine already Utah Raptor just cause it's like the actual big one yeah they're fucking sick <laughs> Triceratops Triceratops is baller yeah although I, I fucking do love the the I forget the the name for it, but the really long neck one. You see them in Jurassic Park where they're just like... Uh, there's the been variations one. of it. Apatosaurus is the most common one. Brachiosaurus. Brontosaurus is the one that I think... Oh, Brachiosaurus or Brontosaurus is the one that I think my brain remembers. Brontosaurus is the one that we all learned, and then we learned that Brontosaurus doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. It was a misclassification of a different species. And now Brontosaurus exists again because they found a different species that was similar enough. It's weird, and it is... Ex yeah. We're well, not, I missed that book. We're so not going to do it on this show because it's not worth But go look up the fucking Bone Wars. In the early 20th century, these two paleontologists got into a race to identify the most dinosaurs possible. But not only were they just like throwing bones together and being like, it's a new species. And later on, they're like, why is the head on the butt of that dinosaur? They would actively go and sabotage each other's dig sites. The Bone Wars sounds like both possibly a way sexier thing than that and also <coughs> a way cooler thing than that oh yeah no it sounds like it should be way more What's metal not sexy or cool about that i mean there's that sounds pretty sexy and cool but i was when you said the bone wars no, i imagined stupid. either it's something for fucking sexy or something that would be painted on the side of a van exactly that would be it sounds like badass. it should be metal as fuck and it's and, dumb as shit and, but it's amazing because it is just the absolute depths of human pettiness which i can get behind i'm uh -huh. a petty as fuck motherfucker well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. We'll keep with this expedition's theme of Marvel or DC horror characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the Shadow Colonel? Dracula's kid? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give him his cool name. His real name is something fucking dumb. It's like Zarius or something like that. Oh, you're that. so close. Zarius. Zarius. Oh, he's such a little bitch. Zarius. X-A-R-U-S, I think. Yep. Jesus, that's a terrible way to misspell the name. <laughs> I think he first appeared during Marvel's attempt to tap into the Twilight fandom like five to ten years too late. Like, like one does. Twilight kicked in really hardcore when I was like late high school, early college, I want to say. Curse of the Vampire, which was a big X-Men storyline, rolls in, I want to say like towards the end of college. It is, even with good creative team, it was a bad story. For reasons, there's a whole episode where we talk about this over on New Island, but uh, for reasons that I forget, partly because 
Dracula's a fucking dumbass. I love him. But like our entire theme on Dracula is he's a powerful dum-dum. Whose only plan is vampire. <laughs> yes. Vamp Dracula has one strategy and that strategy is vampire. Um, Zerus decides that Dracula is too weak to lead and be the king of vampires. So he kills Dracula and I guess unites the clans because there's apparently a bunch of vampire clans. And for reasons I don't fully understand, decides to attack the mutants. And his big success thing that he does is he turns Jubilee, Jubilation Lee, oh, shit. into a vampire. Okay, so I knew Jubilation Lee being about a vampire because she's a vampire and hangs out with Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, and that, and that limited run that Kate Leth wrote. And so I knew that. So this is fun context for me. <laughs> uh, and... The X-Men resurrect Dracula to fight Zerus to defeat him. I had stopped reading by that point. It was kind of fun because Paco Medina was on art and Paco Medina is fucking amazing. And it was the X-Men teaming up with Blade. But it was also an X-Men era that I didn't really care for already. So it was just... Uh, it was in the era where the X-Men were living on the crashed remains of Magneto's asteroid spaceship that was out in, like, the San Francisco harbor. Yeah. We should just have you do a anthology <laughs> of where the X-Men set up camp. Oh, the Outback era is fascinating, but that's a different one. Right? Uh, like, <laughs> I literally only know of the Outback era. And you just, I thought you were about to tell me about that. I didn't even know they nope. fucking lived in the fucking remains of Magneto's fucking destroyed, destroyed asteroid, asteroid, asteroid base. M. That was in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, pulls all three and four costs there. Plus, I I know very little about. Krakoa. We're not playing Pokemon. Not, not, we're not playing Marvel Snap right now, son. You're right. Um, we're not playing Pokemon. Snap. Anyways, apparently Krakoa can walk around, from what I know. Krakoa, the living island. So that makes sense. And when you say also, it like at that, one point it was when you say it like that. <laughs> at one point, Krakoa was just the lawn of the Xavier School, the Jean Grey School. God, okay, we are way off. Zerus disappears after this point until he reappears years later in the Jason Aaron run as the Shadow Colonel, who was the unknown leader of um, a group of vampires who looked kind of like a awesome, very Fallout meets the Nazis look. And obviously Nazis bad, but like... Oh yeah, definitely Fallout versus, uh, meets Nazis. It, it, it's a fresh fucking look. Very it looks really good. It's kind of For like... such if, a shit character, it's okay, a good so look. Like, you know when Hellboy, the the Nazi assassin who doesn't talk, who's like turned into a uh, wind up cyborg? Oh yeah, the same energy as that. Super fucking cool. Yeah, if you put him in Fallout power armor, that's kind of what the Shadow Colonel would look like. And also, he had the boy thing, who is a tiny little man thing. It, are they called the boy thing? Yep, he's boy thing. Yep, it's a terrible thing to say out loud, isn't it? <laughs> My mouth hates it. Blade beats the shit out of the Shadow Colonel and steals Boy Thing. And then... Of course so Blade, Blade steal Boy so Thing. So Blade has a Boy Thing on his shoulder these days. And I think Boy Thing's disappeared again, which is a major no. bummer. Uh, boy Thing was like the best thing to happen to Blade. In a long time, yeah. Since the first Wesley Snipes movie. And then... Wait, that just gives me a lot of uh, the same energy as... Um... I am completely blanking on the the vampire the uh, vampire hunter D left hand yes yep uh, and then they he ended up being like the right hand man of Dracula as Dracula got, uh, convinced the Russian government to give him Chernobyl to be the new vampire nation. 
Because, because all the vampires could go live there because they're fine. Because radiation doesn't fuck with vampires I guess, for some yeah. reason. And then... Because um, that's how flesh works. If I remember, he later betrays Dracula again because I want to say his son ends up being a opponent of fucking Dazzler of all people. <laughs> Dated Dazzler in the book Exterminators, which is fucking amazing. It is the best X-Men book Marvel's putting out in a long time. And it is Dazzler breaks up with her boyfriend, whose name I don't remember, after he cheats on her and sets up a girl's night with her, Jubilee, and Boom Boom, who is like the three light-based. And during their girl's night, it turns out that her ex-boyfriend was a vampire who like poisons, uh, drugs them and puts them in a like murder world, whatever, where he also has X-23. And these four girls go fight vampires together. The woman with the stakes that come out of her hands and the four light-based superheroes. I've read some of this. And it, the whole book is just fucking horny on main. The whole, like, it's like Jubilee and Boom Boom, like, trading uh, insults to each other of, like, I don't fucking even remember what they were. They were ones that I was like, I can't say that. But it's <laughs> very catty stuff from what I can remember feeling about like what they're like dressed like and shit. Yeah, like and, and kind of with not a lot of shaming because they're saying it with, with like some, impressed to each with, other. Yeah, not, not yeah, not slut shaming, slut envying. Yeah, basically. And the whole storyline is that uh with uh, a bully centric They're explaining to, to Professor X what's been happening, but they get distracted going on a like three page story about how Dazzler's ass looks so good these days. That's a real cute boy thing. Uh, oh, boy thing. Yep. And uh, I'm pretty sure the main, the the shitty white boy vampire in that one is Zarus's son. I can't remember. I, it doesn't matter. I you Yeah, you pretty much got everything. Um, the only thing, the first time he disappeared, it wasn't just because he disappeared. Dracula ripped his head off. Oh, that's right. That was a good panel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah, no, you're good on that, so. Uh, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earvrm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.